You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Dr. Lisa Santonzi from Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center. And Dr. Vince Santonzi from the Hillsborough Community College Veterinary Technology Program. Both here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-287-2876. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden at America's Talk Radio Network, and he will put you on the line with us. I bite pretty hard. That's 844-287-2876. The show is produced in-house in studio by the ever-so-talented Mr. Bob Page. Good afternoon. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Awesome. Well, we welcome your calls and questions. The number again is 844-287-2876, 844-287-2876. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And this is Talking Pets. When I met you in the summer, to my heart beat sound, we fell in love. As the leaves turn brown And we could be together, baby As long as skies are blue You act so innocent now But you lied so soon When I met you in the summer And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And, and we welcome your calls and questions at 844-287-2876. That's the number to call, 844-287-2876. Pick up the phone and give us a call. If you've got a medical question or a behavior question, we welcome it in. Again, that's 844-287-2876. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. So how are you guys doing? Pretty good. How are you doing, John? Not doing too bad. Good. Doing, doing okay. So how's um how's the clinic, Dr. Lisa? The shelter? The shelter. The shelter um, is okay. We're seeing a lot of cases of heat stroke. Uh, people bringing animals in to surrender them and not having them properly um, crated. Leaving them in their car instead of bringing them into the lobby. Big no-no. Do Wait. Please do not leave your pets in your car without the AC on or the windows completely rolled down. Pets can't sweat like we do. They get overheated very quickly, very easily. The temperature in your car, even on a, a 65 degree day in 10 minutes can get up to over 100 degrees and in 20 minutes to 120 degrees. So How quickly? In 10 to 20 minutes. 
So please do not leave your pets unattended in a vehicle, just like you wouldn't leave your children unattended in a vehicle. Um, and also, if you're, if you're transporting your pet anywhere, make sure that the carrier is well ventilated. Don't put cats and small dogs in boxes that have, don't have any holes uh, for, for air circulation and for proper breathing. Um, I mean, we're seeing a ton of this in the news just with babies. You can only imagine how much is actually out there happening with pets that don't get, you know, the media attention quite the same. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic with babies and children. It's tragic with pets. We've, um, we've had two dogs that, uh, cadavers, dead dogs that have been brought in for uh, necropsy for us to determine the cause of death, suspected heat stroke, because they were tethered. And just also remember, you don't want to leave your 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 dogs tied up outside without access to shelter and shade and water i've actually seen several uh youtube videos where uh one was a, two of them were actually police forces like aspca offices blah 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 where they were like uh waiting in a car and filming themselves and over the course of five ten minutes how sweaty and horrible they yeah. were in a car and like had to be like no you we can't continue this anymore yeah veterinarian did that too yeah well, I definitely want to tackle that a little bit more when we continue on, but I want to welcome onto the program right now Mr. Zeb Hogan from National Geographic's Wilds, Wilds Monster Fish, actually. And uh, Zeb, welcome to Talking Pets. How are you doing? Oh, great. Thanks. It's nice to have you on with us, and I want to introduce you to the doctors, Dr. Lisa Sentonzi and Dr. Vince Sentonzi. Hi, Zeb. Hi, Mr. Hogan. Hello. Now, I want to get into this show of yours. Um, I understand that uh, Nat Geo Wilds Monster Fish, this is your fifth season? Yes, that's correct. So how many shows, actually, on Nat Geo Wild is in a season? How many do you yeah, so shoot? That's a good question. It, it can vary from season to season. Uh, in total, we have done 30 shows so far, so 30 hours of shows. And each show focuses on a different fish in a different place around the world. Do you air, actually, on Monday nights at 9 p.m., Eastern Pacific? Yeah, that's correct. Nat Geo Wild, Monday nights, 9 p.m. So I want to find out a little bit about you, Zeb. How did you get involved with... Now, I understand your background um, is actually what? I, I'm a biologist, so I, uh, I've always loved animals uh, growing up, and then as I started, you know, went to school, had summer jobs working with fish, volunteered in an aquarium one year, and uh, then started doing uh, graduate work, research, on fish migrations in Southeast Asia, and just sort of by chance, it turns out that there are a lot of very large fish that live in Southeast Asia. And a friend invited me up to, to this area where some of these fish were caught, and I saw a catfish that was nine feet long, and it uh, just blew me away and sort of got my, my mind running when I saw it. Now, i got to ask you, too, uh, and I'm curious, because there was a show on that you did, Monster Fish with Stingray, and I think that was, what, last week that aired? Yeah, that's it correct. Is it possible for viewers to actually go back and like on demand or anything like that? I mean, can they go back and watch these shows if they missed it? Well, yeah. So the shows, uh, the new shows, air on Monday night. But on Monday night, before and after the new show, they'll they will show the the older you know the reruns, the older programs. So people have a chance to view them that way. Uh, and then they also show uh, right now during the summer they show. Uh, monster fish on Friday nights as well. So for people, if they didn't get their fix, uh, they can tune in on Monday night and there'll be a couple hours of programming and then again on Friday night with a couple hours of programming. And you studied, didn't you, in Thailand? I did, yeah. So I did a, a Fulbright uh, 
uh, student program, exchange program. For one year, I lived in northern Thailand, and that's really when I... I'd already been interested in fish, but that's really when I started becoming curious about these very large fish. But now you're working actually, what, with the University of Nevada? Yeah, I'm at the University of Nevada now. So I'm a, I'm a biology professor, but I'm lucky enough uh, they allow me a little bit of flexibility to take some leave from the university while we film the shows, and then once we're done filming, then I come back to the university. I'm curious, how does a professor at the University of Nevada in biology end up becoming a television host? Yeah, by accident. <laughs> really? You stumbled on it, or did they contact you? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, well, no. So I received uh, research funding from National Geographic. And so National Geographic, what makes National Geographic unique is they actually provide grant funding to biologists and explorers and uh, anthropologists. And so I applied for, for, for some research funding from National Geographic, and I was uh, studying these large fish over in Southeast Asia, and someone, you know, looked at what I was doing and said, hey, you know, maybe this would work for a TV show. And... Uh, as it turns out, you know, these, for whatever reason, these la very large fish, they do capture people's attention. Well, Zeb, don't go away. We're going to be right back. I want to actu actually ask you about the Stingray episode because I understand you're a huge fan of Stingrays. So um, we'll be right back with Zeb Hogan. Of course, he's the host. You can check out his show on Monday nights, and that is on Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time, and again on Nat Geo Wild's channel. So uh, Monster Fish, it's called, with Zeb Hogan. If you've got a question or a comment or you'd like to speak with Zeb, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd like to hear from you guys. 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. A big welcome out there to WWWI. That's 3WI. Uh, AM 1270, welcome to the fa family there in Minnesota. So uh, we'd like to hear from you guys. Pick up the phone and give us a call. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And of course, Smokey the Bear. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Smokey is actually our producer there at the network. His name is Mr. Zach Buden. When you call in, you'll speak with him and he'll put you on the line with us. Call That's me by my name, you're cute. 844-287-2876. 844-287-2876. But if you've got a question for Mr. Zeb Hogan... Again, he is from Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish. You can watch it at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. But you can ask him a question right now at 844-287-2876. This is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert-recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You and me go fishing in the dark, 
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. Bear of Smoke. We welcome your calls and questions at 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. So pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you, of course, about your pets. But right now, we're speaking with none other than himself, the host of Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish, Mr. Zeb Hogan. Zeb, when you were on, on the episode that aired on July 7th, actually... You were talking about, um, well, you were actually catching a lot of bull sharks, I believe, and then you got Thailand's giant freshwater stingray, and did you hook on to one of those guys or something? Yeah, so we first, we started out in northern Australia, and northern Australia is a pretty unique place. I grew up in Arizona, and the countryside sort of looks like Arizona in northern Australia. It's dry with lots of rocks and um, what look like desert streams. But in the desert streams, there are, you know, and this is fresh water, there are bull sharks, there are uh, fish called a sawfish, which is very unusual looking, and there are these giant freshwater rays. And so we went to northern Australia. This is a freshwater stingray that was only described uh, a few years ago, so only recently discovered. And we were there uh, trying to find one and trying to learn a little bit about it. You know, it's interesting when you say freshwater, because a lot of people, I think, automatically assume when they hear shark, they automatically assume salt water. Yeah, it's strange. I, I was we we were up at this this uh, what looked like a creek to me, and I was it was a hot day, and I was about to jump in the water and go swimming, and I looked down into a pool where I was gonna where I was gonna jump in, and, and there was a school of five or six bull sharks swimming in this, you know, basically a, a desert stream, and for me coming from Arizona, uh, that was just something that my mind had a hard time. You know, understanding. You know, it's interesting because we all live, uh, myself, Dr. Lisa, and Dr. Vince, and Bobby, you know, we live in the Tampa Bay area, so we're surrounded by salt water, of course, and we all swim out in the oceans, or the bay, actually, and for what I understand, there's sharks around us the entire time that we're, that we're out there. You for the speak for part, yourself, sir. They don't, yeah, Bobby won't go in the water. <laughs> I knew he was going to jump in. <laughs> I can't see no, my feet, I'm done. You, I didn't realize you were in Florida, there are actually a lot of the animals I'm talking about actually are found in Florida as well. So sawfish, which is a species that almost looks like a shark, but it has a, a long snout that's covered with pointy teeth. I've uh, seen that at the aquarium. Florida, yeah, Florida is one of the only places where you can where you can still find sawfish, so you're very, very fortunate to be there. Ooh, lucky us. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, um, I, I, and I was watching one episode going through it, and then you were, you, you, uh, were dealing with a hammerhead, and it's the first time that you've ever seen one. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a fish biologist. I, I love fish, and so seeing a new fish is exciting for me. And I uh, had never seen a hammerhead before. They're such unusual-looking sharks that it kind of always, you know, always was a dream of mine to see one. And we were out looking for bull sharks, but we couldn't. We were we were targeting bull sharks, but we actually ended up catching a hammerhead. And so that was a that was a pretty exciting moment for me. That was the first time that I'd ever be able been able to see a hammerhead and actually get up and handle it uh we had to get it off uh off the hook and then release it back into the ocean it is a very strange looking creature when you look at the head and the eyes on the side of the head kind of yeah very strange and the dorsal fin too i mean with a great hammerhead the dorsal fin can come up two or three feet off the back of the shark when you were in thailand though with the with the stingray was this guy like 385 pounds is that correct yeah, uh, the one that I actually caught was about three hundred and yeah, three hundred something pounds. But they can get as large as fifteen feet long, and there are reports of, of freshwater stingray in Thailand up to about a thousand pounds. 
Tell us a little bit about the um, coming up actually on this Monday on Net Geo Wild is uh, the Monster Fish River Wolf. What's that episode going to be about? Yeah, so the, the episode I'm trying to find. Uh, uh, I actually first saw a photo of this fish on a friend's Facebook page. He was down in Guyana and he had this unusual looking fish that I think a local had caught. Uh, it's a fish that can grow to almost five feet long, uh, about 100 pounds, and it has canine, very strong jaw and canine-like teeth. It has a prehistoric look to it. And as soon as I saw that photo, I thought, God, I don't know, I've never seen a fish like that before. I, and I wanted, I was immediately curious. Uh, but for people who tune into the show, again, it's this Monday night on Nat Geo Wild, it's actually, uh, we went to a very remote area in South America, and it's best place that I've ever visited in terms of the fish diversity and the fishing. So if people tune in, they'll have a chance to see a tiger catfish, which is a catfish that's striped like a tiger. They'll be able to see a vampire fish, which is a, a fish that has three-inch long fangs that almost looks, the teeth almost look like a, a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, we In that show, there's a, a goliath catfish, which is one of the world's largest catfish species, which is rumored to uh, feed on monkeys. And then, of course, uh, towards the end of the show, uh, we save the best for last. Uh, there uh, we catch a, a wolf fish. You know, it's amazing how many creatures are out there that people are just not aware of. I mean, we, as soon as you talked about the one catfish that feeds on monkeys, I looked Hello. at Dr. Vince and I was like, really? Yeah, it's amazing how uh, diverse uh, fish are. And I think most American, most people probably don't realize that they're so different. They're so f It's fascinating the way they, they do things routinely. Fish can, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, since you're the expert on them, but they, they can change their genders. They can, uh, they can bear young without having to, uh, having to mate. Um, they're parthenogenic. They can live part of their lives as, um, as herbivores and then switch carnivores or omnivores. Is, is that all correct? I mean, we don't generally think about that, but are they that unusual in the, those abilities? Yeah, I mean, fish, there, there are tens of thousands of different kinds of fish out there. And as you said, they, there's almost every different behavior and trait that you can think of. So, for example, in Australia, there's a fish that uh, up to about two to three feet long, they're males. And then when they grow up to a certain size, they turn into female. And then, of course, there are fish uh, that we, everyone's the best heard of. Both like worlds, I guess. No, I said, that, I said that's the best of both worlds if you can change actually sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day in flats, the next day you're in heels. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it really is fascinating, though, what you're talking about with all these different fish. Can you stay on with us a couple more minutes, Zeb? Yeah, sure, no problem. Great. I want to find out about the, uh, the episode coming up on July 21st, which is the Amazon Shocker on Monster Fish. We're speaking with Dr. Zeb Hogan. If you've got a question or a comment, we welcome it in at 844-287-2876. It's a toll-free telephone number. 844-287-2876. Don't forget, you can check out our website at TalkinPets.com. You can find out some information about Zeb on there as well, as well as Nat Geo Wild's episodes, because we have some information posted there on the homepage. So check it out, TalkinPets.com. And don't forget, there's no G in the talking. And also join us on Facebook and Twitter. But you can check out Zeb Hogan from Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. So check it out. But give us a call at 844-287-2876. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And we're speaking with Dr. Zeb Hogan. This is Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Dogs leave fur wherever they go. It collects all over the home. 
There are many tools designed to stop dog hair spreading, but their effectiveness varies, and afterwards you have to clean the tool, then the floor. With the Dyson Groom Tool, you simply deploy the bristles, then gently brush the coat. Loose fur is removed, while dead skin and allergens are captured by the vacuum. And to clean up, you simply release the trigger. To get this awesome Dyson Groom Tool, go to DysonDeals.com. That's DysonDeals.com. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. On of Oak Island, Island, North Carolina, the town council will consider a ban on dogs on the beach during the daytime hours. Dogs are allowed year-round, but must be on a leash March 15th through October 15th. Dr. Lisa? Excuse me. A gorilla at the Como Zoo escaped its main enclosure. The zoo told visitors to get inside a safe shelter when the gorilla got out of its enclosure. Dr. Vince? From San Diego, California, scientists said a massive school of anchovy migrating off San Diego County is the largest in 30 years. The Scripps Institute of Oceanography re- released video of the giant school darkening shallow waters near La Jolla. John? In Louisville, Kentucky, a husband and wife have been charged with selling counterfeit passes to the Louisville Zoo. Now, police said they arrested Christopher Bayens, 30 years old, and Amanda Bayens, 30, on Sunday morning in the zoo's parking lot after an employee notices... Several patrons had used counterfeit passes to get in. From Sioux Falls, South Dakota, wildlife officials are investigating mountain lion sightings in a western neighborhood that borders a wooded creek. Longtime residents said they've seen and heard a mountain lion in the area for several weeks. Dr. Vince. From Missoula, Montana, fishing advocacy group Montana Trout Unlimited is offering a $10,000 reward for information on individuals suspected of illegally stocking non-native fish. John? In Boise, Idaho, agriculture officials said Mormon crickets are moving through Anita County in southeastern Idaho and causing damage to valuable farm crops. And from Madison, Wisconsin, an appeals court ruled that hunters can train their dogs to chase wolves. I don't think I'd want to pit my dog up against a wolf. No, I wouldn't either. She wouldn't stand a chance. Especially a chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) From Raleigh, North Carolina, the Wildlife Resources Commission would like anyone who spots a wild turkey through August 31st to enter it into an online database. There goes one. (laughs) 844-287-2876 is the number. 
844-287-2876. So does that attribute also that wild turkey thing to my producer at the network, Zach Buden? So if they see him, they can report a wild turkey as well. Thanks. I really appreciate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> Just had to. Once again, you can check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at about, uh, I think, 20,000 total with Twitter and Facebook. Now we want to see 20,000 more. So join us at TalkinPets.com. Well, I love her, but I love the fish. I spend all day out on this lake, and hell is all I catch. But today she met me at the door, said I would have to choose. If I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing all her things and she be gone by noon Well I'm gonna miss her I get home And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. So I gotta tell you, before we go back to Zeb, I've never actually had, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook. I mean, my show's on Facebook, but I've never had a personal Facebook. So a friend of mine all of a sudden sent me this email the other day, and I clicked on something, and then it was like, okay, and Bobby knows I'm not exactly the most <laughs> technically advanced person, and um, so all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I put my name in this little box, and then it said create a password, so I like, create a password, I don't even know what I was doing, and next thing I know, welcome to Facebook, you have your own Facebook page, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I never wanted one. Mm-hmm. Like me and Betty White, two of us, we talk to each other and go, we're not going to have Facebook. We're not gonna. <laughs> and all of a sudden, next thing I know, I have Facebook. So I got hooked in, no pun intended. Sweet. And then next thing I know, I started creating some pictures and stuff like that. And my top picture, and that's how I'm going there, this is the segue, is me fishing, bass really? fishing up northeast. Yeah, and I've, huh. I caught a bass. And, and I actually had one comment already going, you look the happiest ever. And I was. That day I was fishing with my brother up at a lake up mm-hmm. in northeastern Pennsylvania. And probably one of the happiest days of my life. That's John. Nice. I had That's a really nice. great time. You know what I always think about when you go fishing? And, and I would assume you're more of a catch and release type person. Is that you, re- you release that fish. And then, and then that guy comes home and his wife's like, what's that on your mouth? You got hooked again, didn't you? <laughs> I know it. I told you to stay away from those worms. <laughs> it was actually a rebel, but uh, <laughs> and those split ones work really well. Well, let's go back to Zeb Hogan. Zeb Hogan from Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish. Monster Fish airs on Mondays from 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild, so you can check it out. And don't forget, coming up on uh, this Monday is River Wolf, so you can check out that episode. But Dr. Vince, you had a question for yeah, Zeb? Zeb. Zeb, first I got to ask you. We're talking about our favorite fishing holes and hooking fish. Do you do you eat fish, or are we insulting you by talking about I eating do, fish? I, I do eat fish. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were uh, Dr. Lisa and I were visiting an aquarium in Japan one time, and uh, they have all these beautiful, you know, exotic fish, and they have a description of the fish right next to the tank. And then right underneath the description and where it's found and its conservation status and all that, they have directions on how to sashimi it and what it tastes like. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're next on the plates, right? Yes. That's but anyway, uh, Zeb, I, um, I, I see that you've, uh, you've done a lot of work with uh, conservation. And uh, it seems to me like I've noticed um, 
maybe it's because we're just more attuned to animals because that's our gig. But I've noticed in the past couple of months, there seems like there have been more, uh, like a lot of oar fish have been washing up and on shores. And um, do you see that um, we are losing a lot of fish, that, it, that it's, um, it's a losing battle? Or, uh, you know, are, we, are, are the fish, the endangered fish, are they making a comeback well, you know, it's a complicated question because there's so many different kinds of fish. With these larger fish, you know, the largest freshwater fish, about 70% of them are threatened. So they're, as a group, they're not doing very well because they need a lot of habitat. They're big, so they're, you know, provide a lot of uh, meat for fishermen, uh, so they're worth a lot of money, and they live a long mm-hmm. time. So, so like a sturgeon could live to be 150 years old and might not reproduce until it's 25. And so the fish has to live for 25 years and avoid fishermen and avoid problems in the environment before it can reproduce. Yeah. So the big fish aren't doing very well. But, you know, that said, there are some bright spots. Uh, there, uh, Lake sturgeon in Wisconsin are, are making a comeback. Uh, sharks and fish, a lot of fish in Florida are making a comeback because uh, Florida no longer allows net uh, gillnet fishing uh, in its coastal waters, and so uh, fish in Florida are actually being relatively well managed, and some of these large, rare fish are actually making a comeback. Oh, that's good to hear. Zeb, on, on your final yeah. episode, uh, or your, on, on one of the episodes in, in this month coming up, July 21st, actually, you ponder that question that everyone wants to know the answer to. Does size really matter? It's the Amazon shocker. Tell us about that yeah. episode. So the, that episode, it focuses on electric eel. And electric eel are capable of producing a shock uh, between 700 and 800 volts. So, you know, you're looking at five or six times more powerful, uh, stronger than a wall socket. And uh, for anyone who's ever, and I don't recommend doing this, but, you know, stuck a fork in a wall socket, it doesn't, doesn't feel good. And so these are, are fish that are capable of producing extremely uh, strong shocks. You know, too bad you couldn't put them all in like a little pond or a little uh, fish pond or a pool or something like that and use that for electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things we did, one of the things we did in the show is we actually measured to see whether or not bigger eels uh, deliver larger shocks. And what we, well, I don't want to give it away, but uh, we measured some very strong shocks. How do you protect yourself though on these episodes? I mean, because you can easily get hurt. I mean, we remember Steve Irwin. I mean, he was such an expert in everything that he did. And then here, you know, what happens with the ray and, you know, you're always at risk, aren't you out there? Yeah, I mean, these fish, as scary as they look, uh, they're not going to harm your average person bathing or swimming. Really, the people that are likely to get hurt are either fishermen or scientists, people that are actually going out and trying to catch these fish and then handling them. And they're just, the fish are so big, they're so strong, and in the case, you know, stingray has a barb, uh, Prana have very sharp teeth. Electric eel can shock you, and so really, the people at risk are people that are actually out and trying to catch these things. What about like in the Amazon's black uh, black waterways? I mean, not only are you, are you dealing with electric um, eels, but aren't there piranhas in those waters in Anaconda? Yeah, so I mean, we've met a lot. I met a lot of fishermen that uh, were missing their fingertips or missing the tips of their toes. Uh, one of the guys that was on our local crew for the uh, Amazon Shocker episode had been stung by a stingray or stingrays 15 times, 15 separate times. And that's just because he was in the water and they're hard to see and he ended up stepping on them. Uh, so there are, you know, you definitely have to be careful. For people who watch the show, they know that 
I mean, I'm not, for better or worse, I'm not really the kind of person that just, as soon as I see something, I don't just run and jump on it. Um, so we, we try to be pretty, pretty careful, both for ourselves and also for the fish. But that's what I do. One of the things that um, uh, we saw when we were down in Ecuador, you know, we think of piranhas uh, eating or, you know, biting people or like eating Like that movie, people. Piranha 3D. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we were down in Ecuador. Uh, we don't normally think of this up here in North America, but people were, they were catching and, and, uh, and selling, you know, piranhas for food. The markets were actually had piranhas there. So people eat piranhas as well. So um, before it, they eat you. Before, well, hopefully. <laughs> But I uh, thought that was kind of interesting. We don't normally think of people eating piranhas, but um, I, I guess they do. Is is that right, uh, Azeb? Yeah, so piranha, for people who have been fishing down in South America, you, you realize very quickly that it doesn't really matter what you're fishing for, what you catch are piranha. Uh, <laughs> they're very, they're one of the most common fish in many areas and the easiest to catch and the, the quickest to come to the bait. And numerous species, right? It's it's not just one species. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we were, if people are able to tune in this Monday night, the species that we're actually encountering in that show are the black prana, which are the largest species of prana. They can get up to about 8 pounds and about 20 inches long, very large fish. Well, Zeb, you know, I got I got to thank you for joining us here on the program. You, you educated us, and, and when I was watching like that one episode, you were talking about catfish earlier. I just wanted to say, I never thought they came that big, but this thing was about the size of your boat. A little exaggeration yeah. there, but it was big. Yeah, you see some of those photos, and it looks like a, you know, we're used to seeing dolphins or whales that size, but not catfish. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing what's out there. And I think less people would probably go in the water in different countries like this if they knew actually what was swimming out there. <laughs> but, Zeb, thanks so much for joining us here on the program of Talking Pets. Again, it's Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish. Monster Fish airs on Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. And, Dr. Zeb, you also said that, you know, they can watch previous episodes before and after, right? Exactly, yeah. So Monday nights and Friday nights, uh, it's Monster Fish all the time for the next six weeks. Sounds good. Congratulations on the show and your fifth season, and uh, thanks for joining us. We look forward to talking with you again someday soon. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dr. Zeb. Thanks, Zeb. Thanks, Zeb. That's Dr. Zeb Hogan, again from Nat Geo Wild's Monster Fish. Monster Fish airs Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild, but you can watch previous episodes as well, like he just said. So check it out. Again, that's Monster Fish. It's amazing, though, like just to hear them, and it makes you want to watch it because when you hear yeah, them talk about wa- some I of these creatures, it. it's like strange. I mean, you just—I've never seen it, but I might uh, tune in tomorrow. Yeah, it sounds uh, like a really great show. Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it just—I always think that it's so amazing that there's so many creatures out there, alien-like. And when I watched like some of the episode that I was watching, I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I never realized that these things were out there, and they're so freaky looking too. Well, if you when you go, we uh, Vince and I scuba dive. When you go scuba diving, you realize it's a whole nother world oh, yeah. below the water. Oh, a whole beautiful world. world! Yeah. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. 
Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics from canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Just last week, Rhode Island Governor Lincoln Chaffee signed a bill into law making it a misdemeanor to leave a dog in a hot car. And guess what? Already one person's been arrested. With the Talking Vets News Brief, I'm Bob Page. The new law made it legal for emergency services to break in and rescue a black poodle from the 124-degree vehicle. David Rodriguez of Providence left his dog inside his parked car while he shopped at a wholesale club. Deputy Police Chief Daniel Perea said an effort was made to locate the dog's owner when he was discovered, but Rodriguez is said to be hard of hearing and apparently not too bright and could not hear the loudspeaker announcement. The new law states that it's illegal to leave an animal inside a vehicle in a manner that places the animal in a life-threatening or extreme health-threatening situation by exposing it to prolonged period of extreme heat or cold without proper ventilation or other protection from such heat or cold. A police officer, firefighter, or animal control officer who has probable cause to believe that this section is being violated has the authority to enter a vehicle by any reasonable means necessary under the circumstances after making a reasonable effort to find the vehicle's driver. The poodle was panting heavily and has having trouble breathing, so they broke into the vehicle and got him out. He was taken to the Rhode Island SPCA. Had he been inside the vehicle for over an hour with the inside temperature soaring to 124 degrees, on a hot day, 10 minutes inside a hot car can cause heat stroke to set in. Rodriguez was contacted by police and came into the station where he was charged with a misdemeanor. He's been released and has a July 16th court date. The dog is reported to be doing much better. Only 14 states specifically prohibit leaving an animal in a parked vehicle. You should contact your local politicians to make this a felony in every state. Abuse is abuse. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Bob Page. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. 
I enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Zeb Hogan. Yeah, I did too. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. There were some things that I learned, and it just makes you it really does make you want to watch the show because of some of the stuff that he talked about that you would never even know it was out there unless you watched something like on Nat Geo Wild. So, Absolutely. Cool guy, too. Nice guy. And um, you can tell he really likes what he's doing. And if you watch like the one episode that I watched with him, he's so psyched out there. I mean, you know, I guess it feels good to be out of the classroom and into the actual wild. I know it would, you know. Oh, it's yeah. it's nice to see people job. who are really passionate about um, their job and what they do and, and make it interesting for other people. Yeah, and he, he you could tell. I mean, would, I, I mean, put you out in that environment, it would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you it's a fun admit, job. Yeah, it is a cool job. But I wanted to talk about hot, hot, hot. We were talking about it at the beginning of the show, uh, of this hour, and hot temperatures and everything like that. And I had a couple of questions for you guys. Um, you were talking, Dr. Lisa, about, you know, the temperature rises so quickly in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and Bobby had mentioned earlier about all over the news, they're talking about kids being left in cars. Mm-hmm. It's breaking. Right. And now, all of a sudden, uh, not now, but it seems like people just don't think twice about taking their dog with them. I don't understand. If you're... If you're going to leave the dog in the car unattended, why not just leave the dog at home? Right. Exactly. I don't understand that. Why are you driving around with your dog if you're going to go in shopping? Oh, I'm just somewhere? I'm just going to run in for a minute and get something. <sighs> I'll be right out. Right. And that's the thing is that you go in for a gallon of milk and you end up doing your whole grocery list. And you know, you, people don't even think twice just and they're like, "Oh, I forgot." at home. But just then leave I hear them at home inside in the air conditioning and don't tether them out in the yard without access to shade or water. We've done two necropsies on dogs that are suspected to have died of heat stroke within the last week here at the shelter where I work here in Florida because the dogs were left outside without water, without shade tethered and they couldn't get out of the hot sun and they just baked it's awful it's heartbreaking and that's the thing i wanted to ask you is like if you if they re- well first of all i don't think a person has a right to be upset or mad at somebody if one they report them to a policeman um if they find a, a dog in the car or two even if they were to smash out the window if the dog you know they see the dog in there and and they're and i know i've heard the stories people will sit there and they'll wait outside and the owner won't come back like it'll be a minute two minutes three yeah, minutes so five if minutes you see that call the police Call the police right away. Get the police out there. Um, and if you see an animal, you know, tethered that that you can have, you can get access to that you think has heat strokes. You want to cool them down with cool to room temperature water, not ice. Um, and you want to get them wet. Get a fan on them. Get them cooled down until their temperature hits about 103, and then you want to stop cooling them at that point. But you want to make sure that you take them right to the vet too, because yes. even though on the outside they look normal, on the mm-hmm. inside it might not be that way, right? Their, their organs are cooking. Yep. It's like a microwave. So heat stroke causes organ failure. Yeah. And that could actually, with the organ failure, that could actually happen minutes, half hour, hours later. Uh, it can happen. It can happen even a day or two later. Yeah. Really? Sure. Absolutely. Kidney failure. Um, so you know, the first thing you're going to see is heavy panting, excessive drooling. Uh, agitation. Let me ask you a question on the panting. Where does a dog really like? Where does it sweat? Like, where? How do they actually? There are some perspire? small sweat glands in their foot pads, in the in their pads, but they're very limited. In general, dogs and cats don't sweat. They they pant, and that's how they cool themselves down. So it's very hard with temperatures that high for an animal to actually release it. Right. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and even if you think the dog is doing okay, it's been in the, the hot car for a while, still you should take it to the, the vet because as Dr. Lisa said, um, it can be a day or two, and that, that dog, you know, before you start seeing uh, organ, organ failure, failure. so the, the, the dog would need to be on intravenous fluids and, you know, supportive care uh, to make sure that it doesn't go into kidney failure. Well, the biggest thing would actually be to leave the pet at home. 
In the air conditioning. Right. Somewhere cool where it has access to shade and fresh water. Well, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. Remember, if you're actually looking to bring a pet into your life, make sure you go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and adopt a pet from there. Dr. Lisa, um, at your shelter, do you have a website that you can give out if people want to check it out? We do. Um, <laughs> Did I put you on the spot? <laughs> HillsboroughCounty.org. Um, Slash Animal Services. So if you want www.hillsboroughcounty.org slash Animal Services. And Dr. Vince, you have the Vet Tech program at we HCC. Do. If people want to learn how to become a Vet Tech, they could do so at your site? Yes, go to HCCFL for Florida dot edu, and they can learn all about veterinary technology and how to get into our program. In 10 seconds, can you say on your website, can they find a program in their states? If they yes, go in there? Okay, good. Absolutely. Okay, so Most, check that almost out. Almost all states. And check out TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us in this hour. Don't forget Monster Fish with Dr. Zeb Hogan, Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on Nat Geo Wild. From myself, John Patch. Dr. Lisa Santonzi. Dr. Vince Santonzi. Bob Page. And Smokey Bear. We say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>